Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. As much as I love the NFL during the regular season, I just cannot wait for the NFL playoffs. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I am Coulter Nuan as we are coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here. At the Missoula Broadcasting Company, Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. I'm actually really glad it's going to be frigid cold on uh, Saturday and Sunday, partly because I'm obsessed with extremes pretty much in all elements of my life. I also think that it's really funny when it gets incredibly cold and people just can't handle it. I, you know, just bring it on. And I also think it's a great acclimation point for a lot of the newcomers around here. Like my brother always says, if you uh, if you want to move here, that's great. We just want you to participate. And part of participating is being a part of the culture. Part of the culture is enduring the really long, really harsh, really, really uh, extreme winters. And I, I don't know. I know we've had a really, really light one so far. Maybe the... Uh, Maybe the extremes will come and stay. At least I'm hoping. <laughs> this is the thing of the first hour of is now. You can always find it on the podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law Firm. Experts in litigation across the board, particularly criminal defense and personal injury. If you had a bad day, call Schulte Law Firm. You can also find more information, jschultelaw.com. Also, the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore, Visit msubookstore.org. Well, football all the time here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Brooks Nuanas is joining us like he does each week, and now we are into the playoffs for the NFL. Before we get to some guess the lines, though, heads are rolling across the NFL, and some uh, are maybe a, a little bit surprising, maybe others aren't, but some of the biggest names in the sport, as of this recording here, about 12.30 in the afternoon on Wednesday, Pete Carroll out as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. The press release says that he might be able to stay with the organization in another capacity. Uh, not that unexpected. He's been the head coach there in Seattle for 14 years. Of course, led to the Seahawks to a Super Bowl title, but that was a full 10 years ago. Seahawks missed the playoffs uh, again this year, and uh, I mean, Car- Pete Carroll made the playoffs every single season for, I think, the first 10 years of his career, and he's missed the playoffs, I believe, now three out of the last four years. So certainly uh, has been a regression from what was one of the most consistent head coaching careers. That's one of uh, several pieces of big news. Uh, Ron Rivera unsurprisingly fired in Washington. Mike Vrabel incredibly surprising firing in that's Tennessee. The, that's the most surprising to me. And, and then uh, Bill Belichick watches on because there's all the speculation that he might be out, he might not be. But then there's some other coaches that – basically fired everybody to save their jobs. Like Brian Dable uh, cleaned some house. Um, 
Eberflus in Chicago. He fired his offensive coordinator. And Doug Peterson fired most of his staff in Jacksonville after they just completely melted down. They were 8-2 and two at one point, and they finished 9-8. and eight. So that's one of the biggest meltdowns in the league. So, I mean, I guess you can start wherever you want. What do you think of all of those? Well, Eberflus fired his whole offensive staff. Running backs, quarterbacks, right. receivers. Um, you know, I... Sometimes I like when when we blame the the quote unquote adults in the room, right? Like there's some issues here. There's a game plan that's put in, in in and players in football, you can't just go get the basketball and run ISO in football. Right. You got to run what was called. The players right. don't get to call the plays. You know, Tom Brady can check at the line, Mary Aaron Rodgers, but overall, it is so heavily influenced by coaching. So it's on the it's on their shoulders. I don't think you fire a guy like Mike Vrabel. I, I saw, you know, a little list of the quarterbacks he's had. Man. Made the playoffs four of six years, winning seasons. They were the number one seed two years ago. Right, with Ryan Tannehill. You know, they had back-to-back seasons of missing the playoffs, but the culture, I think, I is still there. Three seasons ago, excuse me. But they won 12 games two years ago, and then went, you know, seven or whatever and six this year. The GM spoke about how him and Vrabel were still on the same page, and I think that that's true. He never lost the locker room. That's another thing I heard uh, kind of being reported, which is, Man, Mike Vrabel's going to be a great hire for the New England Patriots. Or, <laughs> oh, man. You know, one of these teams that needs somebody. Arthur Smith out in Atlanta. I think that team is full of talent. For um, sure. You know, the Jim Harbaugh thing. We'll see how that all plays out because that is kind of lurking in the background is Jim Harbaugh's had a lot of success. You know, what Jim Harbaugh's done, albeit it's been a while when he was with the Niners. It's been, what, eight, nine years now since when Kaepernick and the Niners were running it. I mean, they played Ray Lewis in the Super Bowl. Ray Lewis played this in the NFL a long time ago. Right. So I don't know if Jim Harbaugh still has those same chops, but there are some um, prominent coaching candidates out there and also some young guys. You see the offensive coordinators around the league that are making some noise. Ben Johnson in Detroit has got a lot of pub. Um, but I'm not surprised by this, but also you just reshuffle the deck of these guys all <laughs> go right. get That's other right. jobs, That's other right. places. That's like Marty Bornowick always says on a Monday afternoon quarterback. He says, you get fired once, you're fine. Get fired the second time, you better do well the third time. And if you get fired a third time, then you're probably out. You're probably out, yeah. But then you guys guys got guys like Todd, Todd Bowles in, in Tampa Bay that, you know, they've made they've won that division three years in a row. And he was kind of a lame duck in the league for a while, yeah. uh, coaching bad Jets teams and kind of just being, you know, being the guy, the fall guy for a lot of different bad situations. And then you land in a good spot and you get defensive culture going and you're off and running. So it is an all-encompassing thing. These are organizations and they really are – living organisms and it really does it's not just the coach but hey man you're the front guy that's how it goes yeah it's wild too because there's some teams that part ways with their coach because it's clear that the the relationship became frayed or that the things just went awry josh mcdaniels in vegas is a great example arthur smith probably had that too that's yeah that's that's another one that's like that Others, maybe you get expectations justified or not, and then things don't live up to expectations, so then somebody's got to be scapegoated. And then others, you just got knee-jerk reactions. And, and like, look at what's happened in Carolina the last several years. That's bad. They don't even know if they've made the right hires or not because if you fire guys in season back-to-back times, there's just no chance for you to have any sort of culture or continuity or anything with a rookie quarterback and you got to let frank reich a guy that is going to take time he's not the he's not a big showman right like he's going to have to like slowly take his time to build that thing you got to give him two years what's the point of hiring someone and don't give him two years um no one knows especially an owner or front office knows more about football than these guys and to say that that they're making this on a football decision you're just wrong about that well it's like coach marty always says too it used to be that you had like a three to four year window if you had a if you had a guy that you drafted in the top eight or ten in the draft you gotta give him four years you get 
years to try to figure. I mean, th- and that's the reaction, the overreaction culture that we live in now. You know, people were like, talk about C.J. Stroud is way better than Bryce Young after the first month, and it's true it, it, at least to this point. But you never know, right? Yeah, like, gotta give it years, right? You never know when you know a guy like I mean, Brett Favre was. Was nothing, not a squadoosh. Got traded from Atlanta, and then he becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the Aaron Rodgers didn't start. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes comes in the lead, doesn't start. He's behind Alex Smith. Right. He, Patrick Mahomes didn't go off till year three. You know, it's right. like it just takes time. I mean, Geno Smith, he hasn't had like some sort of transcendent career, but he was middling to then thrown out to the dump and then brought back and they look, made the playoffs. Look at Trevor year. Lawrence and Justin Herbert. They haven't right. done anything in this league and, and they're widely considered top 10 quarterbacks. Herbert's a top five guy in most people's lists. Hasn't done anything in the league. You got to give him time. You know, Herbert is now, I think now is the time for guys like that. You know, Trevor Lawrence probably doesn't have another year to no. throw picks and, and miss the playoffs. It's probably the time is becoming now. He got hurt, but everybody gets hurt. So you just have to figure out a way to just play through it. I mean, Herbert getting his finger ripped off, that's something that you can't really That's a do bummer. And Herbert's got all the talent in the world. He needs a better coach, right? But, like, also, doesn't matter how much talent you have. Look at the Justin Fields situation. How can you blame a guy if you have multiple head coaches, multiple OCs, uh, you never get to settle in, not the hardest position in the league. Look at a guy like Tua. What, this is Tua's third year? Right. Finally having a good year. But is he a top 10 guy? Is he a guy that can win you a playoff game? At this exact juncture, probably not. Because, again, it takes a little bit of time. Football all the time presented by Sportsbet Montana. Brooks Nuana is joining us here on Nuana's Now. One thing we told you way back when we relaunched this segment in August was some of your most lucrative and uh, best bets and ones that can provide you a whole season's worth of entertainment are those futures bets that you make on division winners and playoff qualifiers and over-under win totals for uh, before the season. And uh, we had some pretty good ones, man. Uh, you and I kind of argued about it early, but then we kind of both settled upon that maybe like the Packers were a team that could could maybe make some noise just because their over-under win total was only six and a half. And you're like, man, who knows about Jordan Love? But like, they play in Lambeau they Field. Gotta, they're winning six, seven I mean, games. And they're in, a bad, they're in a division that's not very good. Yeah. And, you know, we were kind of both centering upon, even though I was kind of pushing back at first, like that division... The Bears just aren't very good, even though they were better than you think they were going to be. The Vikings just aren't good. Like, the Packers were just better than the Vikings even before Kirk Cousins got hurt. Like, you just thought that was true. Yeah. And so, you know, so then you go down the line. And so uh, here's the way the playoff seeds played out. The uh, Baltimore Ravens are the number one seed in the uh, AFC. They get a bye. The number two seed uh, is the Buffalo Bills. They host the Pittsburgh Steelers on on, uh, Sunday afternoon. The uh, number three seeds, the Kansas City Chiefs, they host the Miami Dolphins on Saturday evening. The number four seed is the Houston Texans, and they host the Cleveland Browns on Saturday afternoon. Then the a- in the NFC, excuse me, San Francisco 49ers uh, are the one seed. The two seed goes to the Dallas Cowboys. They play the Packers on Sunday uh, afternoon at 2.30. The Lions get the three seed, their first division title in 30 years. They play the uh, Los Angeles Rams on Sunday night. And uh, then you got the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Philadelphia Eagles. That's four versus five in Tampa on Monday night. So we'll do some guest lines here uh, in just a minute. Any of those, though, that uh, you really cashed in on or that you thought was really good? I was I put a bunch of, of bets on Baltimore and San Francisco. So those both paid dividends. I think you were kind of in a similar vein. Yeah, I thought I, I thought both of those teams were going to settle in the two seat. I thought that... I, I really wanted to see the quarterback play from both of them, to be completely honest. And and the the two best quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, I mean, there were some guys. Dak played at a very high level. Um, there were some other guys that you know sprinkled it in there. But those are by far the two best teams in the league. And um, the ones I cashed in on Colter. So I got ten of the fourteen playoff teams. 
Nice. I missed a couple um, that I regret, uh, but that's just that's how that goes, right? The one f- I only made two relatively big futures bets. Um, and one of them is really embarrassing, and that was the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs. <laughs> it's not that embarrassing. I mean, I, I put a little coin on the on the Steelers to make the. Playoffs. They're my least. They're my least favorite team to watch this year. Uh, as far as teams that were it's like, not crazy to bet them to go to the playoffs, man. They were real like, bad. I, and we we were just talking about Pete Carroll and how that sort of fell apart in Seattle. That was my number one miss. Was I thought Seattle was going to be good. Well, and then yeah. you just bet them. To, I mean, their over under window total was eight and a half, and the, you know, they just won ten games under Pete Carroll every year until recently. So yeah. You just think that Mike Tomlin and Pete Carroll, two of the longest tenured coaches in the league, you just think that, okay, those teams are going to win nine or ten games, and that might get you into the seventh seed. And you were right when it comes to the Steelers. Yeah, and my other big bet was for the Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC. And when they were 10-1, and one, I was feeling pretty good about that. And now 11-5, and 11-6, not feeling quite as good about that. I think we'll probably get into that. But I think Philly is one of the most vulnerable teams in the playoffs. And I don't think that there's any question about that. They have major issues. The, uh, the Ravens getting the one seed definitely helped me big time. I just thought that they had a chance to do that with Lamar Jackson getting a new contract, putting some other guys around him, and just the way that the rest of the AFC was looking. Speak about Lamar Jackson, though. What other guys did they put around him? Odell Beckham Jr. near 46? I mean, like, come on. Zay Flowers was, was pretty good yeah. as, as a rookie. Yeah, he's a rookie, though. Rookie yeah. receivers don't do anything. It's true. I mean, it's true. Lamar Jackson is the MVP. There's a reason for it. Which running back do you like there? Is no, that's you right. a Justice Hill fan? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Gus Allen. I Gus know. Edwards, yeah. Gus Edwards, great. exactly. Don't Melvin Gordon, great. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Um, liked that one, though. I, I was, I've was i been on the Niners since day one. Yeah, that yeah. Definitely, definitely uh, helped. Um, probably my best and completely luckiest bet was... I don't even know what inspired me to do this. I had never done a bet like this. I only made one of them all year. I only put I only put a quarter of a unit on there. So for that, for me, that's $5. But I bet the straight forecast in the AFC North. And I don't even know what I was thinking. Nice, I did that in the, in the AFC West. I, but I don't even know what whiffed. I was thinking why I did that because that division is the one where it was like, okay, you think the Ravens are going to win it. But the rest of it is, it could have gone any way. You had the Bengals finishing last? I had the Bengals finishing wow. last. I had Browns, Steelers, Bengals. It, like I said, it's complete luck. That's not skill because I have the Bengals over 11 and a half wins on multiple tickets. I have the Bengals as an AFC conference contender on wow. multiple tickets. So it was just straight. I mean, I wonder if I even just pressed the wrong button <laughs> because that's be- bold. Because I had the Bengals as a uh, one of the one of the top teams in the AFC on the rest of my tickets. So, uh, anyways, we'll remind you again next year. But this is it's really fun because you know you're going through the the ebbs and flows of a season, and uh, yeah, yeah, you missed one here, you got one here, you're doing all right. But at the end of the day, like what you actually believe to be true, who's going to be good, who's going to win 10, 11, 12 games, I just think those over-under win totals, and uh, where they're going to finish in the conference, things like that are just, they're really fun bets. And now some of these tickets are still alive, right? Like I got the the Niners to win the NFC. I got the the uh, Ravens and the Bills to win the AFC. So y- y- then if you, get to the, if you get the championship, then you can hedge super hard as well. So it's just fun. I will remind you again next year, but it's a... Uh, it's a fun way to sort of stay engaged throughout the year and uh, just kind of ride what your knowledge is. Uh, no matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Sportsbet Montana kiosk near you. You can uh, check out locations on the Sportsbet Montana website or on the uh, Sportsbet MT uh, app. All right, let's do some uh, guess the lines. Just six games this weekend. Again, Ravens and the North Niners get a bye. So let's see. Let's see if I I, I did uh, I, I did pretty good. I'd say I was I was probably I don't know I was probably 
hitting like 75% for the year when we were doing these guess the lines. It depends what your metric is. And uh, my metric is I got to get within a, I like a half a point, but yeah, uh, or a point rather. Yeah. Um, I'd say that you were more like 60%. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good though. And then last, really week, good. last yeah. week I was terrible. Last week I was definitely under 50% because it was all over the place. Yep. But I think I'm going to be de- better this, this uh, week. So uh, let's just start at the top. The number five Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. I saw a hilarious tweet that said the NFL uh, script writers have <laughs> Deshaun Watson going back to Houston, which he's not playing, but Deshaun Watson going back to Houston. Um, Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas Tyreek Hill going back to Kansas it, All the way down the road. Mike McCarthy yeah. going back to that. De- it was just so yeah, good. Yeah, Mike McCarthy hosting the Packers. Matt Stafford going, Matt back, Stafford to going back to Detroit. It's so good. It was just yeah, they had to Yeah, they had to, to, to do some alterations there. Okay, Cleveland at Houston. Um First of all, I think it's probably the oldest quarterback in the league versus the youngest quarterback in the league. For sure. It's, but it's really sure. close. Joe Flacco might have kids, CJ Shroud. He's age. 38. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, last week, I was sitting there watching the, the Colts-Texans game very intently. Good game. And I was like, Colts are good. This is really fun. Why am I having so much fun? And then I was like, it's because the only times I've ever watched these teams is on red zone. And I was like, is that right? They'd never play those teams. And then I Googled it. That was the first time the Texans played on, on national TV the entire year. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the fourth largest city in America. And they have, to, I mean, I don't know. I Sometimes I just get, uh, I get really frustrated when they just show you ad nauseum, the, the, you know, the blue blood teams, which I get why they do it for audience share and stuff. But it's like, let's feature this kid. I'm so in tired. Especially when the good teams are playing bad. Flex the games. Flex the games, right? And like. What's not to like about Houston? It's a giant market. It's in Texas, the biggest football state in the country. You have one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the whole league, period. I mean, one of the great rookie quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen, truly. And you got a young head coach. I mean, what's not to like about Houston? I just I hope they show him more. That said, I think that Houston is dogs at home. I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns are... Two and a half point favorites. Yeah, you uh, nailed it all over it. 45 and a half point over under, which is, I think, the exact average that ended up this season. I think it's actually 44 and a half, but a point and a half or even two points lower than it has been for the last five years. Um, so kind of in a neutral over under against a good defense with the Browns. Um, oldest versus youngest. What I considered the the coach of the year. I think there's some other good candidates. You know, we talked about that last week, Colter. I think Kevin Stefanski is a front runner just because they've won 11 games with PJ Walker and I can't even say DTR's name. I don't even know his full name, uh, the UCLA kid. And um, I just think that the Cleveland Browns have had quite a run. But Joe Flacco is also a wily vet that's throwing some picks every now and then. Um, Nico Collins played so darn well for the Texans in that game against the Colts. I think that that's a nice line. Um, you know, I don't know how I lean there, but man, I don't either. Because on one hand, we both have thought the Browns have. Done, I mean, you you said it last week. Kevin Stefanski's the the coach of the year in the NFL. The Browns are nasty, nasty good. They're on, nasty on good. defense. Yeah, they are. But Houston's got a lot of momentum. Well, I mean, Stroud yeah. is feeling it, man. I mean, he was crying in the post game. Yeah, this means yeah, the world yeah. to him, man. It's and he's good playing stuff. so well, man. And D'Amico Ryan's ain't scared of nobody. I would not count out D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, but, you know, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, I think you probably lean Browns there. But 
I understand. Uh, getting, the, getting the Texans as a home dog. A home dog. And they already played a playoff game last hey, week. Hey, Coulter, you want me to give you the home dogs for the year? Yeah. You ready? What are they? What's the record? Last year, home dogs were 58 and 43. This year, they were 50 and 43. So, wow. very similar, but yeah. home dogs are winning at a, almost a you know, 55, 56% wow. clip. Okay. Uh, we'll come back to that. Okay. So, the, in the, the night game, by the way, I'm with you on this if you are mad because they're making you get the Peacock app to watch this. It's an NBC Sunday night football telecast, but they're not showing it on the TV. So it doesn't matter if you have NFL Sunday ticket or Red Zone or terrestrial television or Hulu or standard cable or direct TV or any of that. You can't watch it unless you get the Peacock app. I, I don't even know. I, I I get what they're doing. They're trying to drive traffic this to This is it. the world, man. What's the world? I, yeah. Regardless, I, I'm with you on the frustrations. I think we can go get our little trials and then cancel it or whatever. But also, uh, even if you do have to pay for a month, I'd probably pay five bucks to watch this game anyway. So <laughs> I'd pay five bucks to watch all the games. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, Miami going to Kansas City. Man. So I guess first before, we, before I guess this line, what did you think of just the trajectories of these teams? The Chiefs were two of my least favorite teams in the league. I love the Dolphins. I loved everything about them. I love them. On Why hard did they knocks. fall apart? So many injuries, man. They have so many injuries. So many injuries, and yeah. every team does. But they are the injury team this year. There's one every year. Well, right, and like when it's they them. and and when you're running this high-powered offense that's all based on speed. I mean, Bradley Chubb just tore his ACL. So, the, the I would say one of the three best pass rushing tandems, Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Sure. There's a lot of good guys, right? But it's really hard to have two like that. Both tore their ACLs this year. Javon Holland, the the PFF number one ranked safety last year, was out for the last six games, just finally came back. Um, uh, Raheem Mostert was out last week. Jalen Waddle was right. out last week. They lost three. three Tyreek out- Hill's been in and out. He's still hurt. His ankle's jacked up. And his hand's busted. Jalen Ramsey was out for the majority of the season. It's like, I mean, they are fighting an uphill battle. Do you want to hear the kicker here before you guess the line? Yeah. Uh, the forecast is for kickoff negative five. Saw this negative fifteen wind chill with twenty five mile an hour gusts. Negative <laughs> negative fifteen for the South Beach boys. Man, I would say that's not a good Such spot. a huge advantage if it was a team that, that if it were if, there, if it was Baltimore or Pittsburgh or like Kansas City just is just. They're just very average at running the ball. They're just very average on offense except for Patrick Mahomes. I don't know honestly. about running the ball. They're just a bad team, but I think Isaiah Pacheco's a dog. So no, he is a dog. Not, but but it's not like... You, you think Patrick Mahomes is going to lose to two and negative 15? Probably. I do not. Probably not. I do not. Uh, the, the Chiefs are... The Chiefs are four and a half point favorites at home. You're all over it. Yeah. 44 and a half point over under. Yeah. Again, right on the average. This is kind of what they call the Vegas zone. Four, four and a half points, 44 and a half on the over under. It couldn't be more just right down the middle. Um, can the, the, remember, we talked about this with the Grizz who had a chance in the national championship culture. If you're comfortable with four and a half, you have to be comfortable with 12 or 13. Because of the backdoor cover opportunity, so you four and a half just with the way the Dolphins play. I'm not saying that they've been good on offense, but they don't have a lot of firepower at this exact moment. They do have Tyree Kill. They do have some speed with with H. Han and, and Mostert. If Mostert plays, you always got to be worried about the backdoor cover if you want to take those four and a half points with the Chiefs. But I agree, I don't see the Chiefs losing an arrowhead in this game. Even though one of my least favorite teams this whole year, the Chiefs. My son is a major Chiefs fan. He's fallen in love with them. Oh. Um, man, they they were. My least, they were right there with my least favorite to watch. Okay, this year. so as a 
as a dad. Patrick Mahomes is is the favorite player of little kids. For sure. For sure. Everybody's kid I know is a Patrick Mahomes fan. Yep. How do you deal with that and like the because because Mahomes, I get why the kids love him. He's spectacular. He's fun to play with on video games. When he's just playing, he's great. But then when he's just he's just crying and doing all this stuff, like how do you like have that balance with your kid? It's just such a weird thing, right? I was talking to Ellis about this because he he says he doesn't like it when Patrick Mahomes throws fits either. He said he doesn't like that. Tell me, so name someone that doesn't throw fits. That's true. You're like, right. Like LeBron and Steph Curry, and I mean, who everyone throws fits. You're right. KD throws right. fits. You're right. Drama queens across the board. You're right. You know what you you know what you tell them is at some point, son. Uh, you'll learn about defensive football, and, <laughs> and you'll you'll find some new favorite players. That's, that's right, especially if he keeps hanging out with us. Uh, Dad advice here on all football all the time, <laughs> presented by Sportsbet Montana. All right, let's go to the Sunday slate. By the way, uh, that Houston game, two thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and uh, the Miami Kansas City game, six p.m. Uh, then the eleven o'clock game on Sunday morning on CBS, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Man. T.J. Watt's out for this game and probably out. Yes. Uh, he's just, out for the playoffs. Yeah, he's just out. Yeah, that was You bad. could strap him up and, and play. For anyone who doesn't know, if you have more than a grade one strain or sprain, a sprain is a tear. So more than a grade one is a tear. If you have a grade two or a grade three ACL sprain, your ACL's torn. Um, MCL can heal a little bit better. You can also wear a brace. Uh, like, like you see the classic knee braces that kind of like help with lateral movement as well as hyperextension. But if you have a grade two or a grade three MCL sprain, you're out for the year, man. Like yeah. that's just what it is. So don't take the sprain strain thing as with a grain of salt. That That's a tear. No doubt. Buffalo, man, backs against the wall and then just turned it on, hit the gas and, and surged. I mean, they were, they were literally playing for their playoff lives like around Thanksgiving. And yeah, then for they, the last month. And then they got to the two seed. Uh, Which I'm, is wild. I'm, I'm kind of back believing in them just because I think that the, they're just a wholly momentum-based team. And Pittsburgh just, man, they just had to piecemeal it together. I'm saying the Bills are... I'm saying double figures, man. I'm saying nine and a half or ten and a half. Yeah, you're all over it, man. Nine and a half points, 36 and a half over under. Mason Rudolph starts again. Uh, last week, he had the highest completion percentage in P- Pittsburgh Steelers history at 90%, 18 for 20, for 156 yards with a 70-yard play. You want to do this math there? <laughs> Mason he, was Rudolph, 17 like, for, he was 17 for 19 with 75 yards. I know. But he, okay, so so tell me this. Am I just like, have I just been brainwashed by thinking all these quarterbacks suck? Mason Rudolph, even though he was not spectacular, he's still better than Kenny Pickett. He's not better than Kenny Pickett. <laughs> it's not that close. It's not that far away, though, right? Um, he's not better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett's oh, good. All Kenny right. Pickett is Kenny Pickett's like a seventy-one. Okay, so even though I'm really all on Buffalo, I'm definitely going to put the money Buffalo money that line. line's way too high. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I would putting, not I'm putting the Buffalo money line in some parlays or whatever. But like I might tease again, the you got to be comfortable with 17 here. 
yeah. that little back door. I, I mean, that is so many points against the Steelers who are just going to junk it up. They're going to absolutely I junk mean, it up. I mean, in the middle of the third quarter, it's going to be a three-point game. I don't know. I mean, Josh Allen could go off, but they're going to pick him off. He's got 21 no, picks. No, for sure. Dude. Like, th- this just... 21 interceptions this year. This just, this just smells like a, a 19 to 10 or something like that, and then you just don't even cover. Yeah, or the, or the Bills win by 40, but I just don't see it. It's going to be bad weather. Pittsburgh is going to junk it up. They're going to hold the football. They're going to go under center every play. I mean... Nine and a half in the playoffs is a ton. I get Especially why against Mike Tomlin. I get why that it's that line because Mason Rudolph is it's not even close to the worst quarterback in this in the playoffs. It's, <laughs> it's by by lengths, leaps and bounds. Yeah, Mason Rudolph sure. is, a, is a bad quarterback. Yeah, I hope he's sure. not listening. You know, Mason, I think you're probably an all right dude. Yeah. Um, hey, he's real bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, maybe just stick on the Buffalo money line if you want to put it in with some other. You could stuff. tease that down to to you could get it down to under a field goal, I think, or right at. I mean, probably get it down to like three and a half. I'd be comfortable with three and a half. I mean, I I would probably go the other way though, tease it up and get get the seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I I like I know what you're getting at there, but I just don't like betting a team. I don't think I like when I tease a a, a dog. I want to tease dogs. I think they can win the game. That's right. They can't win this game, I don't think. I don't think so either. Without TJ Watt. They already, they already completely sold out to even get into the playoffs. I mean, they can't get the ball to George Pickens. Deontay Johnson is an enigma, the biggest enigma in the league right now. Like He took over for Stephon Diggs, who shut his mouth and put his head down and went to work. Deontay Johnson is now the enigma of the league, in my opinion. I mean, they almost lost a game because he was walking off the field and they had a 12-man penalty two different times in the playoff run where they're trying to secure playoff win, uh, playoff berth. So I don't like anything they have on offense. I understand the tease, but like I say, I like to tease teams that are dogs if they can win the game. All football time presented by Sports Bet Montana here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Back right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultylaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I'm perusing this uh, 2001 Montana Grizz Media Guide before I give it back to the guys down at uh, Red's Bar. Appreciate Mike and Vaughn and all those guys for all their continued support. Red's Bar, an institution of Missoula located downtown uh, in Missoula. If you have a place to watch the NFL playoffs Saturday, Sunday, or Monday, Reds is certainly one of the most fun places in Missoula to watch sports. All the memorabilia they have upstairs in Reds 
is awesome. It also pales in comparison to all the stuff they have downstairs. Downstairs is like a museum. And Mike, the owner, has been so cool to let me come down there uh, from time to time and just pick out different things to to highlight and uh, talk about. So this is something he loaned us, and uh, I'll be taking it back probably tomorrow or on Saturday. And uh, so I was just checking it out. I was actually just reading the uh, the biography in the back of this uh, on Mick Holine, the uh, late Mick Holine, the voice of the Grizz for years and years and years. And, of course, this is the media guide when Montana was coming off of their uh, most recent national championship game uh Victory. No, I was down ESPN Radio more on the NFL. If you need a place to watch the NFL, head on down to Reds this weekend. All right, the afternoon game on Sunday, Green Bay at Dallas. It's like how many times we watch Green Bay, Dallas, or Dallas, San Francisco, or San Francisco, Green Bay in the playoffs in our lives. I mean, it's just like it's like a national holiday. It's like a yearly occurrence. Yeah, that's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, I'm saying Green Bay surges into the playoffs. Good job by them to get in here. Uh, you told me all year long that you think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the league. I didn't believe you until now I do, and they are. And I don't really know what that means beyond this round of the playoffs, but I do think that Dallas is going to actually be able to get something done in the playoffs. They're at home. They're uh, – what do they want to uh, – I think they won 24, 25 no, in a row. No, 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 35. They, they, I mean, Dak Prescott's something like – Let me look. I mean, Dak Prescott has won like something like 70% of the games that he has won in his career have been at home. He's – his home record is ridiculous. They're great at home. Um, so uh, I am saying that Dallas is, oh, man. I'd say six and a half, but I think it's going to be even more than that because I think that it, since it's at home, I think it's seven and a half with the hook. You got it, Coulter. You're all over this, yeah. man. You're just dialed. You must have looked. Uh, just for clarity, they won 17 in a row, lost a game, they won 16 in a row. So that's where I kind of had the 30-ish. But 16 in a row currently. There you go. Seven and a half. Uh, uh, second highest over under of the week. 50 and a half. Mm. Um, indoors. Indoors. Jordan yeah. Love is playing at a high level. We talked about those quarterbacks on the top, Colter, that have not had a chance to develop. Look at a guy like Jordan Love. I wasn't a huge Jordan Love fan, but give him some time. Yeah. Give him four, three years in the system. Give him the reins. I mean, he had he put up stats this year, man. He can play. He can I think play. Jordan Love is... is a borderline franchise quarterback, and I think that the yeah. the, the Packers. Uh, I don't know if you read the stat, Colter, that they are the second youngest team to ever make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, this, the youngest team this year by like a year, like one point eight years on average. Their their core players of their twenty best players, ten of them are under the age of twenty three. And the NFL, you can't get to the NFL before age twenty two. Right. So they got rookies yeah. all over the place. Yeah. All the receivers. All I mean, again, this is a spot though, seven and a half points, where if you wanted to take. Packers up to 14, because I think the Packers could win this game. I don't think they will. I think the Cowboys have a chance to blow them out. I, agree. I love the Cowboys in this spot. I would take them at a touchdown. The seven with the hook is a little bit different. Yep. Mike McCarthy, you always got to, you know, the theory of rational coaching. The Cowboys have rational coaching. They win this game by by two scores. They right. don't have rational coaching. Right. You got to be careful with Mike McCarthy against his old squad there. Yeah. Regardless, I think the boys roll. This is one where I could flip that teaser upside down and put the uh, the Packers at 14 and a half. Good advice. Off a wall all the time. Brooks Nuanas here on Nuanas now. Okay, the light night game Sunday night. LA versus Detroit. This is the the one game that I really have no gauge on whatsoever because I know that the Lions won whatever, 12 games this year and won the division. LA surging though. I'll tell you this. I'm assuming that Los Angeles is an underdog. I am probably going to put just a singular non-parlayed bet, like half a unit, on the Rams to win this game. Absolutely. 
just just because I just think they could, and I, they're going to get plus odds. That said, I think Detroit is probably it's probably the same as the Kansas City game. I'm saying four and a half, four and a half to five and a half. Detroit's favored. Yep, three and a half. So three and a half. You, okay. you were on it. I think the three and a half is right. Yeah. Um, the highest over under of, half, yeah. of the playoff uh, wild card round, fifty three and a half. Um, revenge game. You know, this is a big game for Matt Stafford. I think of all of the teams that are quote unquote you know, dogs and or on the road. I think that the Rams probably have the best chance here. But that being said, I really like the Lions this year. I thought that they've played better than people have given their credit for. Um, they're they're tougher than people think. I understand the defensive concerns, but I just think that they they, they cause matchup problems with with Sam Laporta, who's arguably I don't I haven't seen how it all finished the greatest r- rookie tight end of all time for sure and uh Jameer Gibbs I thought Laporta should have been first team all pro I thought the only uh, the only uh guy that made first team all pro that came out this this uh week that was wrong was Travis Kelsey that was a players picked mm. one so I don't know how the final one looks yeah. I haven't seen that one the one I sent you was the players voted mm-hmm. on which I think mm-hmm. is as true as it gets yeah yeah um everyone outside of Sam Laporta was really there's a clump up top with TJ Hawkinson and uh, there's a clump up top of, of guys that were kind of similar to what Travis Kelsey was doing, but yeah. Laporta and Gibbs both, you know, first round draft picks. They took a swing on. I think Gibbs is a you know change of pace game changer and David Montgomery is a good back. But that, that being said, people sleep on Matt Stafford when he's healthy, man, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. That's just what he is. I think he's still that. I think so too. He, he can slang the ball. Puka Nakua is an absolute monster. Uh, you got Cooper Cup and you got a good running game. Kyron Williams, uh, the best second half of, of the NFL season of any offensive player besides CeeDee Lamb. I don't think it's particularly close. If you want to go look up some shocking numbers, go look up Kyron Williams uh, last like five or six games. Really, really I mean, impressive. Man, I got beat in my fantasy championship in our in the league I'm not in with you, my other league. Because Kyron Williams, man, he he got the my buddy to the championship, and then he scored three touchdowns on me to win it. He's 20 for 125 and two for a month and a half. It's the real deal. Absolutely. And uh, and you got Sean McVay. And, and Dan Campbell is a great coach. He's got a lot of headlines, but he's never done this in the playoffs. Sean McVay is a proven winner in the playoffs. Absolutely. When it comes to one-game scenarios. And guess, and guess who knows how to uh, get after Jared Goff better than anybody? Sean McVay. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, awful ball time here on uh, Nuanas Down. All right, last one. Philly at Tampa Bay. I think Philly, even though they've completely fallen apart down the stretch here, I still think they're going to be favored in this game, and I think they're probably going to be favored kind of a lot. I'm going to say... I'm going to say five and a half, the Eagles on the road as favorites in Tampa Bay. I think that's a fair guess. It's three and a half. Three and a half. So that's a little bit of, we'll see how the public, you know, I think that line's going to kind of move around. If you like it, jump on it because it'll probably go up. I see people putting <laughs> money. Uh, don't bet the Eagles, man. Don't bet the Eagles. Uh, 43 and a half over under. Uh, my notes say this, Coulter. Philly sucks. Tampa Bay sucks. <laughs> well, as Coach Barty said on Monday, something's wrong in Philadelphia. It is. So, you know, he's like, I don't know what, I don't have any intel on that, but it's, you don't just have that amount of talent. Yeah, seven first-round picks in the front and on the defensive line. And and just fall apart like that. Yeah, no, something's way majorly, majorly wrong. The linebackers in the secondary are terrible, but the Bucks can't score. The Bucks can't score. They're putting up, you know, if they have a good game, they're getting to 20 at best. What's it's the 14 to 17, 43 and a half. Yeah, the under in Bucks games has been fun to bet this year. Um, I would not. This is, like, to me, a complete stay away. But do you think that me being the kind of better I am, Colter, is going to stay away from this? Absolutely not. Well, of course a standalone not. game on Monday night in the playoffs? Of course I'm going to bet this game. I don't know how I lean on it yet, but I'll tell you this. I do not feel comfortable betting the Eagles. But you got to assume at some point, are they really just going to just go – one in six in the last two months and just be out like that's, man, I know 
The Bucks beat the Panthers. They beat the Panthers to get in the playoffs nine nothing. They barely won. I DJ know. Chark dove into the end zone and fumbled it through. Otherwise, I think the Panthers could have won that game. Yeah. And they're not even in the playoffs. So right. I don't love the Bucks there. And that division was trashy, and it's just a, it's a weird deal. It is sure a weird deal. Nuanas now ESPN Radio. Brooks Nuanas all football all the time. Get that Sportsbet Montana app in your life. You can make some if you want to. This is one thing I've been doing. Just put in some bets like where you're sitting in your house on there so you can like kind of see, especially if you're doing parlays. You want to pair a game or two or three together. You want to tease it around. And then you can kind of just experiment what odds you're going to get. And then if you have one you like, you can click on QR code. You can go right up to the machine, scan it, boom, put your money in, and uh, you're off and running. So it's, uh, it's a way to be more mindful about your betting. Get that Sportsbet Montana app in your life. And uh, if you want to go on their website to find locations for kiosks, around the state of Montana. Thanks for being here, Brooks. Yeah, guys, don't forget, one bet that I've been loving is first half winners and game winners. So if you like a team like the Kansas City Chiefs, don't just bet the money line. Go to some alternates. Bet Chiefs to win first half, Chiefs to win the game. You're getting you know twice as good of odds. Check those out. We're all football all the time. Presented by Sportsbet Montana. You want to review the bets anywhere, get that app in your life or visit their website. And there's another new feature. You can go on there. And I like this not necessarily even because of the QR code, even though the QR code is handy. But you can, let's say you like doing parlays. I usually I usually like to find two to two or three different things, whether it's a money line or a spread or a total, and, and pair those things together. Get you some good odds. And if you want to see like what the odds are, though, you can pull, you can just kind of mess with it on your app. You can say, okay, I like the Browns money line, and I like. The Chiefs to cover at home, and I like the under in the Monday night game, which, by the way, I like all those bets I just said. And uh, you can just then see, okay, what's that odds? What do I like? Oh, maybe I want to tease it one way or the other, and you can kind of just pair it all together. So uh, go check out that Sportsbet Montana app, uh, and uh, if you want to find locations of Sportsbet Montana kiosks, go on their website, click on locations, or you can click on where to bet on the app. Either way, it'll get it done for you. Sportsbet Montana, proud to present all football all the time each Thursday here on uh, ESPN Radio. I got no idea what we're going to take you home with, but we'll come up with something, I promise. One more break, then we're back. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio. Nuanas now on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app, Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. I'm rolling down the Grizz basketball game right after this. I haven't said that in a little while. Last time I saw these guys in person, shoot, it's been it's been since Thanksgiving week, I, I guess. I went during the, the lead-up, uh, I guess it was the tournament even before Thanksgiving, the week of, of the rivalry game, the Cackers football game. Crazy. That's a long time. Excited for tonight. Uh, no idea what to expect. Northern Colorado plays a totally different style than they have uh, in the uh, the past. No matter if it was Tad Boyle or um, B.J. Hill or Jeff Linder, the style there at UNC has been largely the same. You like to have like a ball-dominant guard who's going to be a high-usage guy, got a green light for days. You want to play real good defense, usually have probably the best defensive five-man in the league, and then you want to chase people off the three-point line, make them drive in, and then try to protect the rim. That's not really what they've been doing. I've only watched them twice so far this this non-conference, but they seem like more than anything, they just want to outscore opponents. That's what Travis DeCure just told us in that interview as well. So um, 
I think we're going to see a sort of new look Northern Colorado team. They had all these guys that were sort of these stalwarts to build this system around. You know, whether it was uh, towards the beginning uh, with like guys like Devin Beitzel, uh, you know, of this this last little twelve year run between Boyle and Hill and and uh, Jeff Linder and now Steve Smiley. They've all, it's, it's like their little coaching tree. They all sort of worked for each other, were assistants there before they took over as head coach. But they don't they don't have a Jordan Davis or an Andre Spite or a Bodie Hume or a Dalton Connect. And maybe that's actually a good thing because it's sort of a fresh start. So we'll see. I, I'm interested to see Northern Colorado. And I also think uh, the Grizz, I think the Grizz are good and have a chance to be very good. And I think that's just a, a big adjustment. One piece of news for you, head into this Big Sky opener, Money Williams is out indefinitely. They have not ruled him out for the season yet, but he is out. He's got a lower body injury. He, uh, of course, tragically lost his father earlier this year. He went out, I guess it was late last year, uh, but earlier in this season. He went out, the outstanding freshman for the Grizz, went out and won Big Sky Conference Player of the Week that week that his dad passed away and then kept playing great and then got hurt. And they were in California... Recently, so he just stayed home so he could be with his family and recover a little bit. He will be back when the second semester starts, but um, he's out for a little while. So we'll see uh, how that affects the, the Grizz. But Brandon Whitney has been great stepping up, uh, as Travis DeKeer told you uh, there in the first hour. If you missed anything in the first or second hours of the show, first hour, Sam Herder of Hero Sports, Travis DeKeer, the Montana men's basketball coach, and myself talking uh, a couple, I guess times three, a, a trio of coaching legends stepping away from the uh, football world, at least for now, with Bill Belichick, Nick Saban, and Pete Carroll moving on. Hour number two we heard uh, from Brooks Nuanas times two. Uh, and along again at All Football All the Time, talking all things NFL betting. You can find all of it on the podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschultelaw.com. Blackfoot Communications. Go Blackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, located in downtown Missoula, corner of Higgins and Broadway, as well as the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. For now, that it's uh, about 6 o'clock on a Thursday. I think Junior Bergen Watch is officially on. I don't want to speculate too much, but I do know for a fact that Junior Bergen has uh, received some offers from, from other programs. And uh, the reason that the watch is on right now is because the window closes for Bergen and all the other Grizz football players that play in the national championship game. It closes, I believe, either tomorrow or Saturday. But by the end of the weekend, we'll know if they're in or they're out. And uh, so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm definitely going to be on the Twitter uh, and on the Instagram looking to see if there is any announcement. I think no news is probably good news if you're a Grizz fan and you want uh, Junior Bergen to stay. How could you not? He's uh, He's been the, the brightest burning star on this Grizz football team and certainly one of the most fun guys in the country uh, to watch for a variety of his uh, different talents. We'll be back at tomorrow. Jim Seabro kicking it with us. Carol with Chicken Does No Sports will also join us and we'll have uh, some stuff from the Grizz Northern Colorado game as well. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. 
and uh, I saw some kids running around with I their shirt it. on, and it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. That's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you, but when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that, but... um you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz, all the time.